Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am super excited to come to you today with another fresh new episode for your Friday. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you had a fantastic week. Man, we're here, guys. We're here. I know you're getting tired of hearing it, but Spring Rush is here. Uh, if you're here in the South, then, man, we're right up on it. A lot of you guys in the North are just a couple weeks behind us, but I know you're getting antsy because I know you see it coming in the air. We had a weird little uh, fallback. We we got warm for a couple days and got into the 75, 80-degree range, and then we just clapped backwards. Uh, we, we went straight back to... 35, 40, uh, really low 30s at night, and then um, high 40s, low 50s during the day, which is cold for Alabama in the winter. So uh, we took took three or four steps forwards and then uh, two or three steps backwards, but that's just part of it this time of year. So spring toys with us, but uh, we're excited that it is here. Man, so much to go over today. Uh, I am super excited. I hope you can. I got a little more pep in my step uh, in in today's episode. Friday or Wednesday night, man, we were just or Tuesday night, we were dragging. Uh, we had just come off the hills of the Element event. Just a fire hose, um, just kind of like soaking everything in. Your brain is exhausted. It's tired when you sit and learn and listen uh, like that for so long. You just get tired and uh, you soak up as much as you can. But I can only retain so much, and that is why I literally have thirty pages of notes uh, over the course of two and a half days, the two days in Nashville and then a day down in Orlando at the Mastermind Summit down there. So guys, it, today is going to be a, a whole just brain dump kind of reflection. I want to walk into our decision on switching over to LMN. Uh, it's a one that I want to definitely give more explanation on. I want to clear it up. I want to make sure everybody knows why, what the reason is behind it. And because I'm getting, I'm getting questions of, of why, what are this, what's the best CRM? Does it fit? Does it not fit? And and so we're going to, we're going to tackle all those questions today. So if you are interested in that, if it, if that holds your attention at all, this is the episode for you, but not only element stuff, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not going to be a pitch fest for element. It's going to be our decision why and, and the actual reasons behind it. But then we're also going to go through some of these notes uh, and I'm just going to kind of brain dump. I literally, no joke, guys, 30 pages of just like what I, I would write two or three lines, skip a line, two or three lines, skip a line. And I have 30 pages of that. And so uh, we're probably just going to walk through some of these, hit on them. They're, they're things that I think are so crucial heading into Spring Rush, uh, building a team, building uh, people, building happiness, building systems, processes, all those things that go into it, into running a business. Yes, this is this is a lot of what this is, and so I'm pumped up. I got my voice back. My voice was we were coming off a little bug, like I said, uh, some weird pink eye stuff, and uh, it, it was just weird. You get that many kids together for that long in a house together, and it just uh, stuff's bound to happen. So uh, I'm feeling much better. My my voice is back. The um, 
the the nasalness is hopefully gone. It's not as bad. And I'm pumped up, ready to go, and I'm ready to start your Friday off strong if you're listening live. So let's hop into it. Let's answer the number one question. The number one question is why LMN? Why did you switch to LMN? What is the reason behind it? Let's do it. Uh, so we have ran Yardbook for three years, I believe, three or four years in our landscape company. We've completed five full years in business. We're in year six now. And we the first one or two years, I don't think we had anything. I think we've had Yardbook for three or four. I don't I don't know. Don't quote me on it. But I think we've had them three, four years. And uh, Yardbook has, has served us so well. Like it's so it's such a great resource for someone who's starting out in business, trying to get your customers uh, into an online platform, trying to schedule, trying to route, and, and and honestly, just like send out professional looking estimates, things like that. Like Yardbook is such a good option. Like it's such a good option, and I'm not even gonna throw a but in there. There is no but. It's an amazing option, and so we use that. We rocked it for three years, and I'm, I'm honestly still using it at the moment because we're in the onboard process with LMN. So I haven't totally walked away from Yardbook. We'll do our February invoicing um, inside of Yardbook, and then we'll start our invoicing in LMN in March, the end of March. But uh, it, it's been such a great resource. It's helped me take my company from literally a, a pen and paper and a notebook to having things uh, online, having card on files, um, having professional estimates sent out, communication with clients, being able to send mass emails, mass texts, updates, things like that. Like It is a resource that we took and used and implemented to really help shape and grow our company in these early stages of, uh, of being in business. And so I can't recommend it more for you guys that are in the year one, two, three range. You're still figuring out uh, how you're going to do it. Are you going to rock solo? Are you going to add a guy or two? You're trying to grow that revenue. Guys, it is such a good option. We use the, we use the paid version, the $30 a month version. The free version, I believe, um, is is almost just as good. I think it has a few less features, but the the real reason for us was we started paying because the uh, when you hit a certain amount of revenue, the percentage that you pay on the free version, you save it. I think you save one percent on uh, transaction fees when you actually do the paid version. And so when you're processing three hundred thousand dollars worth of work through there. It uh, you end up saving money by doing the paid version. A lot of other reasons as far as the paid version, just the extra perks and things. But here's the thing: we didn't even use uh, Yardbook to its full potential. Not even close. Like the last twelve months, I tried. I used it to the most potential that I ever had. We set up automated invoicing. We set up. Um, Obviously, we had all of our cards on file, but we were able to use the calendar feature better, the routing feature. Like all of those things are in there, and you probably don't even know it. If you're in the early stages of using it, that is the only, the only, not the only, there's a couple, but one of the main things about Yardbook is I love the, I love the price point. Now, if you need to get it, if you want to learn more about it, get in the Facebook group with John Pajak. He will. To answer any question you got on there, I think it's just Yardbook Users is the name of the Facebook group. And there's a there's threads and threads and threads. You can spend days in there learning how to use it. They don't have a support team that I know of that like you can get on a phone and do a walkthrough with. So that was the kind of the one downside to it. Because there's so uh, there's so much potential there that's not getting used. But with that being said, still a bunch there. We started using that at the end more. We like I didn't even know for the longest time, and, and you might, you, I'm gonna get a bunch of DMs like, "Are you kidding me? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." Uh, I didn't realize that you could drag and drop on the calendar until literally this past year. I was manually like re um, rescheduling jobs, like bulk rescheduling and things. I, I wasn't just dragging and dropping, and so I figured that out earlier on in 2023 that saved my life so much same thing with automated invoicing uh we had them all generate 
uh, we populate them two days before the end of the month. And so we, when the end of the month came, our invoices were already generated. We just had to uh, make any edits or changes that we had to for the dates of services and things. Charge the card. Boom, we're good to go send a receipt. So there's a ton of features there. I can't speak more highly of it. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. All. And I'm not getting paid. I don't, I don't have any affiliation with, with Yardbook uh, other than I'm a, I'm an avid user that, that used it. And so, and, and is still using it. Um, so use that. If you, if you are questioning whether you should get a CRM or not, it's not a question. There is no question. It's not even a thing. You shouldn't even think about it. A hundred percent. Yes. Like pause this show, go create a Yardbook account and then come back and listen to it. If you're in this stage of like being on pen and paper, um, get on something. And so, that was a huge step for us. Well, we, we ran through the last five years or four years with it, and we, we got up, we did $300,000 in sales last year. We started doing a lot more landscape installs than we had ever done before. We obviously bought some machinery. We reinvested into the company uh, really heavily, actually. Bought a new truck, a, a dump trailer, a mini skid. Like we, we reinvested pretty heavily into the company, and we are wanting to grow. And so, with that being said, um, the landscape jobs don't fit Yardbook as well. And so we, I, I literally did most of my estimating pen and paper last year. And so I, I mentioned on Wednesday show, we had a, a stint with synced up uh, back in the spring. I saw the, the, <laughs> I saw the potential for having job costing uh, templates, estimates, things like that for landscape jobs. It was amazing. Uh, and then I, Ended up just didn't use it to its full potential, uh, and so we we got too far into the spring rush, and I got behind it, and I just it was my own fault, my own doing, not getting ahead of that earlier, and so ended up not doing that the rest of the year. Pretty much, we did all of our like I bid a thirty thousand dollar and won a thirty thousand dollar landscape install off of pen and paper in Yardbook, and so it's definitely doable. Like that's what I'm saying. Yardbook can take you to great heights. Now, is that recommended? No, I don't think so. It's not, I'm not going to say and recommend it because I probably did. We probably did a hundred to one hundred twenty thousand in landscaping last year, and I probably left a solid fifteen to thirty grand on the table, just because I didn't know what I was. I didn't know my true price points. I didn't know what I was really supposed to be charging. And I, I would just forget things like you forget things when you don't have templates in front of you, you don't have material items and lists just like sitting there, like staring you in the face when you go to build an estimate, then you just, you just forget about it. And, and you can do this stuff inside of your book. That's what I'm saying. Like you can create material lists and things like it's all, it is an advanced software. You just got to figure out how to use it. And I wasn't doing that. And so, no, but it doesn't do job costing. It doesn't do things like that. And so it doesn't do the budgeting aspect. Um, so we did all that last year. We did good. Like we made money last year. It was a good year. Uh, we, again, we reinvested pretty heavily into the, into the business. So our profits weren't where, um, where I would have liked to seen them last year. We paid a lot in labor. You know, we talked through that on the show all throughout the year. Um, just on, yeah, I just, it just wasn't an efficient year. I wasn't very happy with what we did on that side, uh, but we still turned revenue, we still turned profit, and it was a win. And so heading into this year, I was like, we can't do that again. We are already booked. We're already booking landscape jobs really consistently. Um, had an awesome call with a builder today, and actually, there's a good chance we could end up potentially working on a, on sites with uh, a new developer doing the whole entrance to their neighborhood, um, 40 sites inside the neighborhood. And that's all, that's all very beginning stages. But like the fact that we're even there in business is like, whoa, we got to step it up a little bit. One, we got to make sure we're making money Two, We got to make sure we're charging, uh, or we're, um, 
able to do these estimates efficiently and effectively. Like, there's no way I can see him price this stuff, jobs this size, with a pen and paper. I guess I could, theoretically, but I would be doing, it would take me 30, 45 minutes to an hour each estimate. Like, it would, it would take more than that. It would take three, four, five hours for estimates of this size. Um, and so that's just not necessary. There, there's no point in that. And so we went into this year knowing that we we're going to grow. Uh, take the whole builder thing out of it. Like, that... I, that we are literally in the most preliminary stages with that. I don't even know if it's going to go anywhere. It's just the fact that we're even considered of doing those type of landscape installs is is what's cool and inspiring. So take that out of it. Just the normal eight to ten thousand installs that we that we usually do. Like those are still those are where we can really make some serious bread and butter uh, money. But if we're not charging, we're supposed to, and we're not hitting hours, we're not tracking time, we're not seeing how much we're actually supposed to be spending out there on the job versus what we do spend out on the job. Um, that's where we get caught with our pants down and we lose money. And so we, knowing all that, I said, it's time to step it up. It was time to go to uh, a, a better software. Element was um, the best option for us at the moment. It, I believe it's going to fit our maintenance um, needs the way that, it, that I think it will. Uh, we're, again, I'm working through it all right now. So I'm getting questions. How does the maintenance, how's the scheduling? How is this, how's that? Guys, we're going to share and walk that, walk you through everything that we do as I go into this. Um, I plan to be a huge, um, advocate and voice for element as far as um, that goes, trying to help people along the way. Because I, I, look, I'm not a software geek. I'm not a software guru. I'm going to try to figure out the best way that I can. In it, and and I'm going to try to speak to you um, from a lawn and landscape business owner point of view that's trying to use it to actually grow his company. And so they have a great team, a great team. They have 175 employees. Um, I think they have, we learned from the, the mastermind in Nashville, they have 80 service um, members on staff. Like, that's crazy. Uh, 80, you have 80 people that is literally their sole job is dedicated to service and servicing customers. And so, um, the few things that I've had just in this beginning process of getting customers imported, um, few little quick chats here and there, like it's amazing how fast that I get to speak with these people. And so, um, that's, it's, it's been great so far. Customer service has been awesome. When I say I'm going to be a big advocate for it, I'm just going to share my true journey of, of how it's working for us. And so, if we have struggles with it, I'm going to share the struggles where the struggles are and what we're struggling with and, and hopefully get input from people maybe who have it or in a further along down the road than us say, Oh, you could do this. You could do that. Make it a little easier. And so, uh, we're, we're definitely going to share that as we go along the way, but this was seemed to be the best fit for us. Uh, at the time, I believe that we're going to be able to, um, just share the most help the most people by using element this way. There's too many of you guys that are out there that are doing $250,000, $300,000 in revenue and above, and you're not making the money that you should. I'm preaching to myself here. I'm We did $300,000 in revenue last year. I did not make the money that I should, and a huge percentage of it is just because I didn't, I, I don't, I didn't truly track time the way I was supposed to. I didn't work off an, off an uh, operating budget, and we didn't estimate the way that we should. There's a difference in knowing your numbers and what you should be charging and then charging those numbers inside of a software like this, like having them laid out in front of you saying, this is the only way you make money. Like you, it, it's a lot easier to say, oh, I need to make $75 an hour um, when you're on pen and paper. Okay, this yard's going to take me 30 minutes, so it's going to cost $35 or $40, $37, whatever. So it costs thirty-seven fifty. And well, let's just, we'll cut it to 33. I think we can do it a little faster. So we'll cut it to 33. Well, 
there's no number staring in your face saying you're losing money when you do that. So it's a lot easier to do that and get away with it. When you're estimating side of a, a software like LMM, you're putting your uh, your budget of time in there. It's telling you how much it costs you to be on that property at that time. It's telling you if you do not hit this much in revenue in this much time, you won't even break even, much less make a profit. And so when that's staring back at you, you're not going to just, unless you're just crazy and insane, you're not going to fudge the numbers. You're going to make sure that you stick to what your budget tells you. And that's what I'm learning along the way is like, I have to have that stuff looking at me because I'm the guy that like wants to help the customer out, want to get it done. Oh, we can cut here. We can cut there where that's not the case. Like it's taken me five years to truly get behind like, Hey, I'm in business for our business to make money. I want to take care of my customers. I want to serve my customers to the best of my ability. I want to have amazing employees, but at the same time, this is our livelihood. And guys, this is your livelihood. You cannot get caught up in trying to do someone a favor every single day because there's nothing wrong with the word profit. Profit has been, it's, it's almost like a dirty word in our industry now. Like it's not, it's not talked, it's talked about, but like profit is a good thing. When you have profit, you have good people. You build great culture. You help more people that way when you have profit. When you don't have profit, when you are losing money, you're not making the money you should, you cut corners where you can on customers' properties, you're not giving them the best experience possible, your employees are not being treated well, they're getting they're getting underpaid, they're, you're probably running crappy equipment, you're struggling at home, you're trying to keep your bills paid. Like The opposite to profit is like so bad. It's, it's just so bad. So profit is not a dirty word. You need to have profit in your company. You need to have some margin there. And so when you get into software like this, this is going to open your eyes and show you, Hey, Oh, this is, this is actually really good. Like this is the numbers that I have to hit to break even. So maybe in the winter time, I I don't want to make 30% profit. I just want to pay the bills. I want to make sure we keep the lights on, keep the guys on staff and, and we can, we can cut it down to, we can uh, at least break even and and make 5% profit on the job. Like it tells you that stuff. And so I believe that that's a huge benefit in that aspect is like, it's going to teach you a lot. It's going to help you learn your numbers a lot better. It's going to help you track your numbers and stick to your numbers a lot better. So that is kind of the reason why um, the future, who knows what the future holds. We're going to be walking through it. Uh, I believe we're going to be able to help you guys with the code here soon. So stay tuned on that. If you are looking to um, onboard with LMN, then just stay tuned. I'm going to help you as, as much as I can. Like I said, as much as I can, I want to help you because I want to see your business change the same way that I want to see mine change. Uh, and so let's do that together this year and, and in the year's future. I want to walk through my notes from the summit um, first really quickly. I just want to hit the highlights and and you can tune out if you want to. If, if that's what you're here for, just the beginning part, then it's okay. But this is where I th- honestly I think true value is going to come from. I could probably go for two hours on these notes straight up. Uh, I won't do that because it's a Friday show. I know you're probably ready to, ready to hit the weekend hard uh, and kind of just take a break. But um, I, I want to walk through this this is so. These are some notes that I wrote down from the actual summit in Florida. This was from Mark Bradley's uh, opening speech there. Uh, of course, I say underline here. There's two things that I underlined: um, time plus people equal my future. We talked about that a lot on the show. We talked about inner circles before on Marriage Monday. The people that you spend the most time with are going to show you where your future is going to be. So. Make sure you keep that in mind. I'm, these are just quotes that I've kind of written down, phrases. So I'm, I'm going to expound on some of them. Some of them I won't. There's not much to expound on other than it's a good quote. You need to stick to it and follow it. Uh, wins once impacts. Um, that was something that was a good uh, 
part that we were talking about, like the the um, ins and outs of your business there. You, you, What are your wins? What are your wants? What are your impacts there? Of course, solve customers' problems. That is, I uh, posted an Instagram reel yesterday. We went out to a customer's property. They just wanted us to trim their shrubs. Well, we saw that there was a need for something better. If we trim their shrubs, it was going to leave them with a half... Uh, it wasn't going to look that good. So we said, oh, let's solve your problem once and for all. Let's let's trim the shrubs, but let's not only trim the shrubs, let's remove the ones that need to get out. We added value, and let's add a new landscape in the back to actually make it presentable when people drive up to your home. And so uh, we're solving customers' problems there. Higher level leader has to leave some people behind. Um, that's tough. That's one that you got to sit and think on. And um, yeah, it's tough. Higher, high level people, high level leaders will have to leave some people behind sometimes, and um, yeah, that's uh, there's not much more I can go on to go into on that, guys. But you got to remember the people you surround yourself with is where you're going to go. So just keep that in mind. What are my priorities? Uh, what are your priorities in business? What are your priorities this season? Do you have your goals set? Do you have your um, things you're actually wanting to chase specifically this year? So if you don't have those written down yet, make sure you re- write those down and follow them. Here we go. Uh, uh, the problem is you, not your people. Mm, that's good. That is really good. How often do we sit back and say, man, my guys, we're not, they just didn't work hard enough today. They didn't go fast enough or they didn't know how to do this. I have come to a true realization that a lot of times it comes back to my failure of training, my failure of, of preparation. And I think the reason for that is, in my case, maybe not your case, but in my case, I think like an entrepreneur thinks. Uh, I'm a little further along than a lot of other 18 to 24 year olds in life. It, I'm not. That's not a braggadocious way. That's, I'm not trying to be, seem arrogant. It's just the facts. You look at the statistics. I'm a little further along than them, guys. If you're if you're an entrepreneur running a business, you're probably a little further along than the other people in your age range, especially you young guys. And you got to remember that you were probably raised differently. You probably had different values. And the people that you're hiring for you don't think the way that you think. They don't think the way that we think about solving problems. Like, guys, the reason I own a business and run a business is because I solve problems. Like, that's what we do. That's what a business does. We solve problems. And you're extremely good at it most of the time. It's natural. It comes natural to me to solve a problem. If I see a problem, I got to figure out how to fix it. Like, whether I'm involved in it or not, I want to fix the problem. And that comes natural to me. And so... A lot of times, your employees don't think that way. And when you're talking about sending your guys on your own, and if something breaks, if the tracks come off the machine, or um, a, a tire goes flat, or a blade breaks off, or gets bent, or, or what, like, think of all the incidentals that can happen. A battery's dead. Like, we are made to figure those things out. Like, that is how I'm ingrained. I'm ingrained to figure it to problem solve. And if I don't know how to fix it, I'm going to figure out a way to have it fixed. If I can't fix the truck, I'm going to figure out, oh, okay, we need to get a tow truck here to get it to a shop to get it fixed. I'm not just going to sit there and twiddle my thumbs. And a lot of a lot of times, you have to remember, guys, your your employees don't think that way, especially your younger guys who are coming up out of college. They weren't, or coming up out of high school. They just weren't made to think that way. They weren't raised that way. And so that's not to say they can't think that way, but what it's to say is that you have to train them. You have to add value to them. And you can't expect the unexpected. Like, it's, it's, they're, they don't expect that. They don't think that way. And I'm not trying to just preach on it. I'm not trying to harp on it. But it's just like, 
you can't expect more from them than what you're willing to, to put into them and, and teach them and train them. And so uh, if you're if you're struggling with people problems, employee problems, things like that, then um, just remember the problem is probably you more so than it is your people. Hire people that will push or pull you, not you to them. Hire people that are trying to make you go in, in bigger directions, trying to figure out things. Not that you're having to pull them along and like, hey, keep up, hey, keep up. Again, that's not to say you don't train people. But hire people, your key leaders, your high performers that are pushing you and pulling you to hire newer places. Uh, Element is a system, not a software. We're going to talk more on that, um, but that's 100% true. Like, this is something, this is going to be an operating system of our business once we get into this thing. Like, it will be a part of our business, it will be how our business flows. We talk flow charts and and, and, uh, KPIs and, um, all the things that go into running a business, like all of those things that you just like, they're, they're systems, they're part of your business. You have to follow those to, to actually grow and be profitable. This is one of them. A bookkeeper, uh, a CRM, like all that stuff, this is it. The element is a system. It's not just a software. It is a system that goes into your business and it's made to help grow from the inside. Uh, this is good. This is good for Mark. And, you know, we made the joke, uh, we made the joke with me and Caleb, top line of the moon, 2024, top line of the moon, hashtag top line of the moon. Well, we made that joke and then went to Orlando. One of the first things Mark Mark gets out of his mouth, which is true, is never mention top line without finishing the sentence with what your net profit is. And so that's something that will really hit home to you. Like you can say you do $500,000 in sales. How quick are you to tell your net profit? And that's when you're going to hear and really know what kind of business you have and other people as well. How quickly will they tell you how much they netted at the end of the year? Do your, uh, let's see, did you replace the revenue without the profit? Um, that's good. Did you grow revenue without keeping on the profit there? Goals without actions are dreams. That's big. Uh, goals without actions are dreams. So you can set a goal, you can create a vision, but if you never take action, you're just going to keep on dreaming about it at night. It's just going to be something on the board. You're never going to actually achieve it. And so if you're setting goals this year, you want to buy a mini skid, you want to you want to buy a truck, you want to buy land, like put steps in, in, in place, processes in place to help you get there and achieve those. Goals without actions are just a dream. Where we spend our time dictates our future. That's really good. How are you spending your time in the evenings? Are you educating? Are you studying? Are you reading up on landscape books? And uh, are you studying software? Are you uh, getting an element and, and learning the the ins and outs of it? How to build templates and invoice and, and all the things that helps your business smooth uh, run more smoothly? Are you studying tax code? Are you, what is it that you like doing in your business? Like I'm not saying you have to study tax code. I have an accountant and a bookkeeper for that. So what I'm going to spend my time doing is uh, reading and listening to sales books and building a story brand. That's a really good book. I highly recommend you listening to. Mark recommended that. Building a story brand. I'm halfway through it right now. Solid. Very solid. Uh, just go get downloaded on Audible. It's a great book. That's what I spend my time doing. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> do, do, do. On to the next page. On to the next page. Just running through here. Forgive me. We talked about ChatGPT for a while and the importance of getting on that train, not getting left behind. And they did talk about this is if you're going to use ChatGPT and you're going to use AI in your business to help you do things, there are 
uh, a few things to do in the process of uh, getting what you want. So prompt number one is who it is. You tell AI who it is. Uh, are they a customer? Are they are is it is AI the the business owner? What is AI in this scenario? And then you uh, you tell them who you are. So who am I? Am I the customer? Am I the receiving in the sending in? What am I? Um, and then who is the audience? What what are you? What is the audience? Who are you trying to reach? Who's trying to uh, consume your content? And then you ask it what you want. And so those are the kind of the steps and the processes in getting uh, AI to actually um, actually give you a good product there. And so there's so many prompts and things. Forgive me. There's so many things that you can actually do with AI. I'm not smart enough to sit here and try to go into them. Uh, but look up, if you're not using AI, look it up. Use those things, put those into place, and actually use it in your business as far as writing. You can write job descriptions, customer proposals, marketing material, marketing plans. All that stuff goes in there. Uh, let me see here. Over to the next one. Set clear goals and deliverables. Absolutely, that's huge. Check in. Weekly or bi-weekly meetings. So we're talking about the importance of meetings and meeting with your team. And that was it. That was what I had written down from the summit. Nothing too crazy there. Uh, but that was just really from a couple hours down there. So, on to Element Nashville. Guys, godly, I might just do an extra show. Element Nashville, let me count out here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19 pages from two days. I can't get all through all these in today's show. We might put a bonus episode in here on Saturday, literally just reading through these uh, quotes and things. If you want a bonus show with these quotes from Element Nashville, you're going to have to let me know you want it. That's how we're going to put it out for Saturday or next week. Um, shoot me a DM and let me know, or leave me a review. If you leave a review on the show, that would mean the world, and that would help us put out better content. And we might get into some of these Notes from Nashville. You like that pause there, that dramatic pause? There was a dude that spoke at the summit in Orlando, had the most dramatic pauses I've ever heard in a speech before. It was so many dramatic. I was like, come on, where's, where's the where's the punchline there? Never really got there either. It was just the, uh, just the dramatic pauses. So that's going to wrap this one up, guys. Uh, I think we're here. I don't want to linger on any longer, drag, drag your day out. Uh, I hope this wasn't an element pitch fest. I don't. I don't think it was. This is literally just me telling you like what we're working through, what we're doing. Let me know if you want to hear these notes from Nashville. Uh, Twenty pages of notes, and they're just a bunch of good quotes and things. Really make you think about things in depth. Um, stay tuned for some good resources coming down the road. Uh, we're going to be able to actually put some slides out, put some material out from that event that if you didn't go, well, we're going to help you get access to that. So save you 250 bucks on the trip there. Really ends up being a $1,000 trip uh, by the time you get a hotel, make the travels, all that stuff. So I want to help you. want to give you some of that stuff, of course, with Mark's um, approval. And so we're going to be uh, hopefully sending some of that out here this week uh, in the next week or two. Spring is here, guys. We've got big jobs coming up this next week. A lot of good meetings, a lot of things coming down the road for us. I'm excited. I'm excited to be at this point in business, ready to be back into it, ready to hire some good guys for this year, ready to crush this season. If you can't tell, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. I've stayed just like, man, I'm ready to go. And it is late night. I've been doing so many menial tasks for the last three hours. I don't know what to do with myself. Sat down on my computer to do one thing 
And I went from tab to tab to tab to tab, just doing little things here and there, little things that are eating at me. So, uh, yeah, that's just part of it, part of the business owner life, I guess. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you, um, I really hope you do. I hope you get some benefit out of these shows. Um, a lot of you guys are getting back on the mowers here soon, so can't wait to hear from a lot of you guys that are that are starting up and uh, running and rocking your businesses this year. If you didn't check out Trigaring the last show, check out Trigaring today. TrigaringEquipment.com. Uh, we love them. Thanks for them partners with us here on the uh, podcast for the next little bit. Just going to share about some more about their stores and, and their story and uh, how they help us in the day-to-day. So TrigaringEquipment.com. You can hear more about um, how they can help you. And so that's going to wrap this one up. I really appreciate it. All of our events are done for now. I think the next thing on the schedule is trades in July. So stay tuned for some more info on that. We'll be cruising to the Bahamas. Excited to be there and hang out with a lot of you guys that will be going, hanging out. I'm getting, a time, getting some time away from the middle of the season, the lull. Uh, get some time away from the kids as well. Just hanging out, re, uh, reconnecting and uh, networking, growing your marriages there. So come back and hang out with us on Marriage Monday coming down the road here in the next couple days. I think, let's see, two days. We'll be back on Marriage Monday. So I hope you enjoy those shows as well. And uh, if you have any topics or anything you want to discuss, guys, heading into the spring, reach out, let me know. I'm I'm a I'm an open book. I'm an open I'm, I'm here for the community. I'm here to grow. I'm here to give. So shoot me a DM. Let me know you want to hear the uh, notes from Nashville. Leave us a review on the show. Let us know you want to hear them there. Um, let me let me know the show doesn't completely suck. We've kind of dried up on reviews here. So I would love to get to 100 here. I wanted to get to 100 last year. And we didn't do it. We're 10 away from 100. We're at 90 right now. Let's make a push. Let's get there. If you really enjoy the show takes five minutes that's the best thing you can do to help us grow the show literally um so it's not giving me money it's not anything like that it's literally just sharing and uh, leaving reviews so hope you guys are doing awesome pumped up ready for the year ahead thank you for tuning into the show today without any further ado guys that's gonna wrap this one up and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next one thanks for tuning in to the growing green podcast it is an honor to have you listening and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.